0: Get out of here with them (laughs) Weep weep (laughs) LCs I'm talking about Paul's Deep I'm talking about Paul's Deep I'm talking about Paul's Paul's Deep
1: What's up, Balls Deep fam? To another episode of Balls Deep with Devin and Jovan, where we dive balls deep in the hottest stories in sports. If you're new to the program, I'm your host, Devin, and I'm joined by my co-host, Jovan. And today, we're recording, but outside, there's a blizzard where we are at. So if you guys aren't dealing with this nor'easter blizzard, good for you because th- this shit is chaotic so the way
0: devon's dressed you would think he's in the middle of it still currently
1: <laughs> <laughs> right i literally just came inside <laughs> and i don't want to take this shit off because i'm cold as fuck <laughs> uh i was over here letting my dog out and my dog was about to you know start swimming in the snow because she couldn't <laughs> even look over it but uh before we get started uh just make sure to like follow and subscribe uh Make sure to, you know, leave a review for us. And if you do, we'll shout you out during the episode. Um, And leave some comments. Let us know what you want to hear uh, and your your opinions about what we talk about. But today, we're talking about some basketball. Wait, don't. I got to cover the barcode. Basketball. Basketball. (laughs) We're going to be talking about some uh, NBA and uh, some relative, you know, WNBA news. So, let's get started and we're going to start with Candace Parker. Candace Parker, one of the biggest WNBA superstars you can say ever. Uh she's, you know, joining her hometown Chicago Sky after 13 seasons with the LA Spark. From my knowledge, there was there other the Sparks other star player. There was questions on whether she was staying and there may have been issues with Derek Fisher, the, the Sparks head coach. Who knows? There hasn't been, you know, confirmation. But the sky were uh, were the players from the sky were recruiting uh, Parker to come home. You know, reunion, and it, it was enticing. Like she's from Chicago, and so at the end of her career, she gets to live it out in her hometown. Her family gets to see her, and she gets to compete for a championship. Nothing wrong with that. And then along with that, D- Diana Taurasi. And Sue Bird are staying with their respective teams. Sue Bird signed on for one more contract, I mean one more year. Uh, she not she, she won't be ready for the start of the season though due to injury. But Diana Taurasi signed a multi-year deal to stay in Phoenix. Those are some huge superstars. What do you think?
0: Yeah, uh, uh The Kenneth Parker thing's kind of funny. It Reminds me a little bit of somebody we recently saw in D Wade when he retired. Uh, he went to his hometown, Chicago. And now Candace Parker is doing it, so you know, obviously, like you said, towards the, towards the you know back end of her career, obviously she's only thirteen seasons in, but further back end of her career, you know she'd probably just rather you know get that home cooking. Uh, you know, in her hometown <laughs> all the time. So, but um,
1: the only difference between that is she got a little bit more juice in the tank. D Wade, D kind the, of was pushed way. out of Miami, yeah. where D- she way. chose to leave Miami rather yeah. leave yeah. LA. I should say.
0: Yeah. But um, but yeah, um, and obviously you know Diana T- Taurasi and Sue Bird, two of you know obviously two more of two of the greatest WNBA players uh ever. To UConn greats. Yeah, definitely. So, obviously, that's pretty huge. They're staying with their respective teams. Um, You know, Sue Bird not coming off of, you know, a few championships. Maybe she's going to try to win a few more there. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, and they got another UConn legend over there. So, UConn's just living it out, you know? I like Um, this. I like this. (laughs) Honestly, to be honest, I don't really follow the WNBA like that, but... UConn, being from Connecticut, UConn uh, women's basketball being huge um, over here. I usually just follow the UConn players when they when they make it. Like Maya Moore has been my favorite WNBA player for some time. Outside of UConn, Candace Parker, because you know the LA Spark being a Laker fan, uh, she goes hand in hand with Kobe, or she did go hand in hand with Kobe, she, like Kobe would train her during the off season and, and why not and whatnot. so. Outside of some UConn players, I haven't really followed W like that. But it looks like it's going to be very competitive moving forward. These teams are making some pushes, like the, the Chicago Sky, to get better and get an elite player like Candace Parker to put them over the hump because they were just they were right there um, this past season in terms of almost winning it. So it's basically yeah. like the Warriors when they when they went and got KD.
0: Definitely uh, something to start tuning into uh, a little bit more for, you know, for us and for our viewers.
1: Yeah, and then, uh you know, to shift over to the NBA, we have another ball alert, you can say. Uh, the Ball brothers this past weekend, they came up big in back-to-back uh, nights to take down the Bucks. Um So, Lonzo, he dialed up his best game of the season yet for the Pelicans – uh, amid, you know, the trade rumors that are going on or luring around. So, like, he, ha- he had his season best 27 points, but it was highlighted by seven three-pointers. They were complaining about him not being able to get his jumper, um, you know, get it to knock down or what have you. But he went out and he was guns blazing. His gun was hot, boy. But along with the seven three pointers, he has eight assists, three rebounds. Um, So he had a relative, you know, really good game. And then LaMelo to follow had his career high, 27 points. So they both had 27 points along with nine assists, five rebounds. He shot eight for 10 from the field and two for three from the three point line. And they took, and the the Hornets took down the Bucks. So the Bucks had back to back losses to the Ball Brothers. So, that's just Yeah, hilarious.
0: no, definitely. I mean, LaMelo Ball, we all know. I mean, he's everywhere. He's news everywhere uh, at this point. Um, obviously, my rookie of the year pick. But, um, I mean, just in general, I mean, the Hornets looking like a, you know, a, maybe a possible playoff team in the East, especially with Gordon Hayward finally uh, getting going over there, picking up some steam. Um, you know that one two punch might be something serious uh, in the near future um so that that that'd be great and then i know you're talking about lonzo um you know amid, among amid trade rumors um you know having his best game i think lonzo it's good to see lonzo be aggressive um i think it's important for lonzo to stay aggressive i think we need to see more scoring outputs like this because we know what he can do on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, we know what he can do in terms of facilitating. Um, but I definitely think if he can stay a little bit more aggressive and, you know, not put up crazy numbers, we're not asking for 25 a night, but, you know, if Alonzo could start putting up 15 a night, you know, averaging, you know, 10 assists with his defense, I mean, he's, he's, a, he's a really solid player to... Uh, have in your in your in your starter lineup, you know, I mean? and
1: and that's the difference between him and Lamelo. So Lamelo on the offensive end is always aggressive, yeah. whereas Alonzo he's pass first. He's looking to yeah. give up the ball rather than score himself. And and I remember when he was on the Lakers, the Lakers were a much better team when he was aggressive for himself in terms of scoring. And a lot of people were, were you know bashing him because they were like, oh, he's a boss, he's a boss because of his shooting ability, but. His mid range and him, his ability to drive to the basket is where he thrived, and yeah. when he was aggressive, and that opened up his three point shot, which is what happened this game, and I think that's Def. I think that's what he needs to do. He needs to be play, you know, more comfortably, and I think the Pelicans would be stupid to get rid of him because I think him and Zion work perfectly together, uh, because. He is able to get Zion open with Zion's athletic ability and it being able, uh, with Lonzo being able to you know squeeze these passes in areas where no one else really could. So yeah. I don't think they should get rid of him. But there was trade rumors in regards to you know the Warriors being interested in him. Uh, there, the Kelly Oubre project in, in Golden State hasn't really worked out for them. So they they were talking about you know swapping those two, and I believe. He would improve the Warriors' defense, which they're lack. They've been lacking, but also I feel like he'd be playing a similar role to what Sean Livingston played for them during their you know the championship run. So yeah, that would be that would be interesting spot. But I think the two spots that I want to see him in, uh, one I want to see him in Charlotte. I want to see him play with his brother. I think they play their best when they're together. And like you said, the Sh- Charlotte is, you know. They're looking like a playoff contender. I'm not yeah. not a championship contender, a playoff contender. Playoff, they're, they're, they're missing a they're missing a, a big man. There's questions whether you know the the coaching staff is holding Lamelo back because he's still coming off the bench and not starting him. I think they should start him. But if you get Lonzo, that's gonna be that, that chemistry is already gonna be boosted. Like you're not really gonna have to do much in, in order to you know fill him in. But and I also would like yeah, to see him in Dallas. Yeah, you got two Dallas. people
0: who played together their whole lives. Yeah, I mean, that'd be huge for them.
1: Dallas would, would is another one because they're looking for defense as well. And Luca's looking for help oh. on the offensive end. It, it'll allow uh, him def- to play off the ball as well.
0: Uh, that would open up a shit ton for Luca, and especially with Christoph Porzingis kind of just now getting back into the swing of things, uh, coming back from his injury. That would be great. Um, Obviously, whatever team Lonzo goes to, they're going to get a really good asset. I mean... Even though he doesn't have that, you know, that scoring, um, and kind of like a, you know, even though he doesn't score on a consistent basis, I mean, we know what he doesn't on defense and facilit, fac- uh, facil- like facilitation wise. And I mean, if I had to compare him to anybody, I, I mean, honestly, he reminds me a shit ton of Rajon Rondo because we all know that Rondo really never had the jump shot, uh, but and we know he was always <laughs> passed first and. Well, he could. He had that tenacity on the defensive side of the ball. I think that's really what separates the two guys. But um, anywhere Alonzo goes, he'll make an impact. And he's one of those guys you could really plug in anywhere because he isn't a guy who needs. Well, he he can't have the ball in his hands, but he's not a guy who consistently needs to just be, yeah. you know, have have so much attention on on him uh, offensively.
1: Um, are funny that you, you mentioned Rajon Rondo. I. I can see the similarities in their game. The only difference is R- Rondo didn't have a jump shot. Lonzo yeah, Lonzo yeah. just has an inconsistent jump shot. That's his problem because yeah. when he's hitting, he's hitting. R- Rondo, they tag off of him because he just couldn't shoot. He can't shoot. He, 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 he's developed a better jump shot now as you've seen in the bubble, but that was that that was almost an anomaly because people were confused like people who can't who couldn't shoot outside the bubble are now able to shoot in the bubble. And he was a prime example, but the person I compare Lonzo to the most is Jason Kidd. Um, Jason no. Kidd, he was a pass-first guy. He could play defense, and he developed a jump shot as his uh, career went on. And a lot of people remember him as you know a really good sharpshooter, or just a good sharpshooter. I don't know how well your memory <laughs> is, uh, depending on who you are. But like the older Jason Kidd can shoot the ball, and I I think that's I think that's probably the closest comparison. To Lonzo, I think he's a pass first, he can defend, and that's what he relies on in terms of his game to open up everything else. I just like agree with you in terms of he needs to be more aggressive because he can drive to the yep. basket, I will, if need be. Uh, and that's the only issue. So I hope that if he doesn't stay with New Orleans, he ends up somewhere really good. The Warriors, the Hornets, um, the Dallas are all good landing spots for him, in my opinion. They're mentioned in Chicago. I don't want to see him in Chicago just because I feel like they have too many guards over there, and he, I think he'd just fall in, you know, the group over there, and he needs to, you know, stand out. Even though the Hornets have a lot of guards too, but they're able to mix and match them with, you know, Devontae Graham, Lamelo, Terry Rozier, but it is what it is. I think the Hornets, I mean, the Pelicans, if they want to keep Lonzo, they need to get rid of Bledsoe because they have Lonzo really playing the two, and I, he needs to... He needs to be your primary point guard, in my opinion. Okay. But to shift over, we had our Lakers play the Boston Celtics, their big-time rival, uh, you know, two franchises that are tied for the most NBA uh, Finals championships ever with 17. Celtics fans were, uh, uh, leading up to this game were bashing Lakers because, you know, they, got, they had the 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 Mickey, the Mickey Mouse, Mouse ring. ring, yada yada, but then again the Celtics it it's hilarious. They were like, um says the team that has I see on Twitter, says the team that has one championship says the laptop look like this. And it didn't <laughs> even look like the laptops we have now. This shit was way back. Uh so that shit was hilarious. So <laughs> it 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 was a really good you know, build up for this game. I enjoyed it. The, I'm speaking of the build-up. I didn't enjoy the game up until the up until the very end because it was you know close. It was they pulled off a thriller that came down to the wire, uh, thanks to Caruso, the you know Caruso's goat. He came in clutch and Lakers were able to pull off a one-point victory. But the reason why I say I didn't enjoy the game, I was on Xbox while watching the game. I was talking to Jose. Shout out Jose. And the game was just sloppy, like. It, Anthony Davis didn't look like Anthony Davis. He was missing free throws, which doesn't really happen often. Um, he just looked very sluggish. I know we were, he was coming off, you know, the the one game one game break where he took a break, but he didn't look like himself. The game was just sloppy, and we weren't playing defense in terms of I think transition defense we weren't being aggressive in the pain in terms of getting boards and that's what ultimately really allowed the Celtics to come back and take the lead for some time they were they were feeding off of our turnovers and our sloppy play and it was just driving me insane it, it almost looked like i was on the court playing it, and i had mentioned to Manny shout out Manny cuz he was like what's going on that you guys are that you're complaining and i'm like it looks like our one of our pickup games, like it was that it was that bad. Like full court pickup games, it looked like one of it looked like that, and I was just laughing with Jose because.
0: I mean, maybe one of yours. I mean, I don't I mean I, don't I said, be I said like no, 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 no. Court. I
1: didn't say just oh. me specifically. I said one of our pickup games, like we're playing each other full court. And, like, obviously, everything's not going to be pr- perfect because we're not professionals. So, <laughs> it it almost looked like that. It was, like, a bunch of non-professionals. Like, it's almost like we hit up the Y and we we ran a full-court pickup game. It looked like that. We were watching <laughs> the TV of a YMCA fucking full-court pickup game. But...
0: No, nah, def- it, it was definitely a little sloppy. I mean, it was definitely, like... Of a, a good amount of turnovers that we kind of forced, uh, we lost ourselves. Um, nothing really forced. We kind of were giving a lot of stuff up like that. Um, it seemed like they were so, at some points, not the, not completely, but some points, uh, they would try to move too quickly offensively and not really get a good possession and try to get a good shot up. That wasn't really the best shot. I mean, they, it seemed like they were getting a lot of positions in which they were forcing it like that. So, uh, it was definitely sloppy, especially towards the end. We kind of pulled ahead a little bit, and then, you know, the Celtics started surging, and that's when it was fucking a one-point game. Even AD having that turnover at the end led to that. Yeah, Le- I LeBron mean, turnover
1: was... that drove me yeah, when I... he tried to call ISO and they called for the ball
0: and then... <sighs> yeah, bro. So I mean, it was just a lot of sloppy stuff. They didn't look all that great, but
1: I mean, I'll take the win. Yeah, I'll take that, the win, yeah, but I'm very critical, even in a win. And I, you, you and Isaiah both are like, shut up, just take the win, yada, yada. I'm like, no, like, we didn't look good. Like, yeah. there's always room for improvement because even if, even in a win. And that's my point. I'll take the win in terms of the record books or the standings, but there's things we need to work on. Although AD had 27 points, it wasn't a good 27. Uh, Tatum, look, he was frying us. He was 12... For 18 from the field, two for three from the three. He had nine rebounds. Like we we have we have more size than them, and and he was able to you know accumulate nine rebounds himself. My thing is all I have Kemba in fantasy. Kemba's my favorite player now that you know Kobe had retired and you know passed away sadly, but since he's retired, Kemba's been my favorite player. He played like shit. He shot 1 for 12 from the field, 0 <laughs> for 5 from 3. So, I'm over here cheering for the Lakers, but, you know, hoping for, you know, a good fantasy game from Kemba. That didn't happen. He gave me, I think, probably 10 points. but that was because almost cardiaced us
0: at the end. That's what
1: I was getting to. Even <laughs> though he had a terrible game, when he hit that cardiac step back, I'm like, it's over. It's over. <laughs> it's he over. And when uh-huh. it missed, I'm like, phew. <laughs> like... I'll take the win, but we got that lucky.
0: That was Kemba from a few years ago. That was a big L. <laughs> Yo, what, once he
1: hit the step back, I'm
0: like, he's gonna make it. Uh, gonna make I saw that I was like, he Miss cardiac dust, bro. Uh, but it was just. It, it was a bad game. But it
1: it
0: was it was a bad game. I mean, I think I I mean the most I really take from that game, obviously, I I want them to play better down down the road. But I'm definitely happy knowing that we were able to get a very close W, um, even though we were probably playing some of our worst basketball. Um, Whereas the Celtics really didn't look all that horrible. Um, So we know that obviously, you know, Lakers are a lot capable of, you know, playing a lot better and, you know, making a better game of it. Even though I'm not taking away from the Celtics, either, they're a great basketball team. And I mean, that's what that's what facing a really good basketball team does at the same time. So, so
1: I, one one takeaway I got from that game, or two, I should say, the Celtics need to keep Tatum and Brown by all means together because they played oh, yeah. they played 100, 100. they played amazing basketball. I think that's
0: I feel like that's been a given. Well, no, no for well me.
1: <laughs> they they were talking about trading possibly Brown in a trade package for a James Harden or a bigger star or whatever. But Brown has been improving year after year, and this season he's been balling out. He could very well be an all-star, but in this game, he shot, he had 28 points, Tatum had 30. He, but Brown shot 13 for 19, Tatum shot 12 for 18. So like they were going hand-in-hand hand, uh, throughout the game. And then the other takeaway I got from it was, although the Lakers played terribly, Montrezl Harrell had a really good game. He was one bright spot that I was enjoying because although the Lakers weren't giving 100%, he was still giving hundred ten percent. He was over here, you know, grabbing boards. He had five rebounds, sixteen points, shot eight for ten from the field. He was able to make certain cuts to get open. I I remember one in particular where Kuzma hit him, uh, cutting to the basket. Um, so th- that's one thing. Is all I know is when we're playing terrible, we still got Montrezl.
0: Yeah, Montrez has been huge for us. I feel like he's been the most consistent player on the team—not the best player on the team, but the most consistent in terms of being able to bring, bring it every night and get his every night, regardless of how good or bad the team is doing. Um, but I mean, he's been huge. Uh, especially, I love seeing him get all those ISO buckets. I'm not sure if we read that stat off before, but he's like got one of the—he's got the most ISO. Uh, possessions in the NBA, and, and it's at like a ridiculous percentage of like 10 of 14 or something. So, I mean, he's great offensively in terms of scoring um, and ISO situations, but he also can go out there and get you 10 boards a night. Um, he's, just a, he's just a fun guy to watch, and when you have him on your team, you feel better that he's on your team rather than being on the opposing team. Yeah, because when
1: he was on the Clippers, I hated him. And I didn't really, I wasn't really (laughs) impressed with him because the only games I really got to see from him was when they played the Lakers and I couldn't stand him, especially because him and Patrick Beverly were hand in hand in terms of getting on our nerves. But now that he's on our team, I love the guy. He's a great energy boost, especially off the bench, because, you know, he's going to be flying up and down the court, all around the court, and his his mid-range game has improved. A lot like he's yeah. done he's performed very well but the only thing about this episode i wish we had a celtics fan on here and i know we, we try to get one on here but I, I just, it would have it would have felt so much better to you know rub it in even though it was a, ter- it was a terrible <laughs> game from us it would have been nice
0: Duh. but speaking of Montrez, running up and on the court i don't know if you saw that fast break after he stole it and he gave it to lebron he was like, no, nah, I'm going to need that back. <laughs> <running> up, <laughs> no, I didn't see he's that. He's running up the court for the alley. Was, I didn't that see that. Nice. But
1: we have one more topic to talk about. It's a very big topic. And it's regarding the James Harden trade. So my question to you guys and my question to Javon is, what is wrong with the NBA's newest super team? Like, I'm going to read this. these stats off. So, Nets, the Nets, since the Harden trade, have a 122.6 offensive rating, which is the best in the league, and it would potentially be the best of all time. Right? Wait for it. Yeah. But they since that trade, they have a 119.9 defensive rating, which is the worst in the league, and they would... Potentially be the worst of all time. So they're they're slanted. They're leaning one way, and yeah. it's almost like um, what are what is that thing that you go to the park uh and you cheater? The seesaw. Yeah, almost like a fucking seesaw. It's like they go on offense and they're doing really good, and then they go on defense, and it fucking leans down.
0: Yeah, I don't really. I mean, I feel like we know what's going on with the Nets. I mean, I'm pretty sure. I think in past episodes. You mentioned how they're going to need to go grab some defense because um, they really lost all their defensive pieces. We talked about in the past how they lost a lot of their depth. Um, And we said it. We said that these three guys are capable of outscoring any team. And they've showed that they are capable of outscoring any team. But they also showed that their defense is so bad that they can allow the other team to outscore (laughs) no.
1: <laughs> they've, they've been letting,
0: By,
1: they've been letting it's, teams it's, score it's, like no tomorrow. I think, I think yeah. that the, the, um, they've allowed the two most high scoring games from opposing teams all season, like in terms of the entire league, the, they've allowed them the two most high, like highest scores in this season. Yeah. And that was 147 and 145. And that was one to the Cavs and one to the Wizards, which was their most recent game. And my my thing is their defense is so bad that this past game when they lost to the Wizards they collapsed and the Wizards scored six points at like hit two Beal hit came down hit a three-pointer then they they stole the inbound passed to the Westbrook shot a three-pointer to take a one-point lead and they ultimately lost the game by three points. And Kyrie came out after the game and and made a comment about his defense against the Wizards saying, "I couldn't guard a stick today." <laughs> And people came out and said you couldn't guard a you can't or uh, you couldn't guard a stick any day, like this, this is that bad. <laughs> yeah. So like they're six and three since the trade, the three losses two to the Cavs, one to the Wizards. So they had back to back losses to the Cavs, and in one of those games Sexton had forty two points, five rebounds, and five assists. And then in the second game he had twenty five points, five rebounds, nine assists. And then in, in the Wizards game. Westbrook had 41 points, 10 rebounds, 8 assists, and Beal had 37 points and 5 rebounds. That defense is awful, especially with the Wizards being, I think, by record, the worst team in the league at the moment. Yep. It's it's bad. I mean,
0: Beal's been putting it on everybody, but I think the fact that they said Russell Westbrook had just as many points as he had shots. uh, Before this? I think yeah, before I before this I think just to that just shows you him putting up forty one on you. I mean you can't you can't guard. I mean and that's really I don't know, I guess the approach of the Nets is, you know, all, a great offense is a great defense because they're just gonna try to outscore you but their defense is so bad it's just Yeah. Their offense can't keep up.
1: It, it, they went out and picked, uh, they just recently acquired Ivan Shumpert. So he hasn't played for them as of yet. But they're trying to, you know, get some defensive help over there because they direly need it. They need it. But, so since the trade, both the Nets and the Rockets are 6-3, and three, right? I mentioned that the Nets have the worst defensive rating in the NBA in that time period the Rockets have the best defensive rating in the NBA since that time period. So they're on polar opposites of the spectrum. Although, you know, people look at the Nets as a championship team or caliber team and the Rockets not more like a playoff uh, contender or caliber team. They're kind of performing on the opposite sides of the spectrum. The Nets looked amazing in Harden's first two games when it was just Harden and KD. But since Kyrie has came back, they have looked like a totally different team.
0: Oh yeah, I think the Rockets are the better team. Um, they have the better team. I mean, obviously, it's just the Brooklyn Nets have that the
1: three best players. powerful
0: trio. I mean, they have the three best players from either of those two teams, really. So, um, but really, the Houston Rockets are much better off after that trade, in my opinion. Um, and obviously everything was great with the Brooklyn Nets when they were first winning after, you know, James Harden's arrival. Obviously, it's going to be all sweet when you're winning. Now that they're facing a little bit more turbulence, I definitely would like to see if, you know, they can come together and play ball and win some games or if, you know, they're going to kind of start, this is where they start folding on each other and players start getting frustrated. You know what I mean? Like, that, that's really all it takes sometimes is you know you know you losing a few games and you know not finishing them losing close ones getting frustrated and and then that's where your chemistry can go sideways and a guy wants out so I'm just curious to see how they bounce back I think they will I think they'll be fine but I'm just curious to see how it plays out I
1: think they need to change something uh not just defensively I think offensively as well defensively we know they they need as much help. And although I don't think this is going to happen, my question to you is do they contemplate trading Kyrie for for defensive help and depth? Because Harden is leading the league in assists and KD is in the MVP running. He's should I think he's top 4 or top 5 in terms of candidates at the moment. He's definitely going to win comeback player of the year if there is even an award I don't even think so in the NBA, but he deserves it cuz he's having Probably one of the best bounce back seasons in term coming off an of injury, especially an Achilles injury. Like, and my issue is Kyrie is in term he's their leading shot taker per game on a per game basis, and KD is your best player not just not just in terms of talent, but he's having the best season amongst all of them. I think he's the better scorer. He should he should yeah. be taking the most shots. On a per game basis, but instead it's Kyrie, and I believe it's because Kyrie has the ball in his hand more often than not. So I, I think they need to mix it up some more. Have KD shoot, you know, more than anybody on that team, and they need to play through KD, like at all at all times.
0: I completely agree. I mean, obviously KD KD should be the first option on that team, but I. I get that it's more in a sense that KD is probably the only player that or the player that can play best off the ball on that team, I should say. Um, so that's probably another big reason as to why he's not being played through as much uh, because he is a guy that can do, you know, really anything in, in the game of basketball. And Not that Harden and Kyrie can't, but obviously those guys are more on-ball players and they make plays with what they can do with the basketball yeah. more times that. But not.
1: My thing is you can feed off of KD and his offensive game. It, even though he's the leading shot taker, Kyrie and and Harden can benefit from that. Not only them, but Joe Harris could benefit off of that. DeAndre Jordan could benefit off of that. Like he can you've got to mix up the primary ball handler. It can't just be it just oh, yeah. can't be okay. Kyrie. Kyrie, Harden and KD have to mix it up. And when it comes down to the wire, there shouldn't be questions where they're looking around at each other like, "Who wants the shot?" There's sh- just give it to KD. He's taking the shot, I, barring you know they double him or someone's wide open. He sh- he and if should he be misses, taking the shot. And
0: if he misses it, he's taking the next one.
1: Yeah, like oh well, who cares? Move <laughs> on to the next game. Like no one expected this team to go undefeated, but there's just so many holes, and it's not it's not that these the these holes on the team are just you know. Minuscule, these shits are gigantic. Like when you have the best defense, uh, best offensive rating in the NBA, you would expect, you know, oh, they're gonna be a really good team. Like just look at the Mavs. The Mavs had the the highest offensive rating last season, and they had made a huge leap in terms of of being a really good or being a playoff team. There's, I believe, four teams this season that have, like, you know. They have a better offensive ra- uh, rating or better offensive efficiency than that Mavs team last year, and the, the Nets are one of them. You would expect them to be really good, but defensively, they're not even top twenty. They're at the the bottom yeah. the bottom of the spectrum, bottom of the totem pole in terms of defense, which is terrible. And I think they're going to be heavy, you know, candidates for buyout people, like especially centers like McGee or anyone who gets released. But look out. I think they're going to – I want. I don't understand why they didn't go and get P.J. Tucker in the trade for James Harden because I think he could have helped this team a lot. Uh,
0: no, nah, I mean, I, I give the Brooklyn Nets the benefit of the doubt right now only because obviously they have hoes on that defensive side of the ball, so I completely agree. There's, They're not done yet at all in terms of who they got to grab it, for pieces. But I will give them the benefit of the doubt. I mean, they haven't played – even 10 games, all three together yet. I mean, they haven't played 10 total games together, so I will you know, I'll definitely give them the benefit of the doubt. They're 6-3. and three. Um, You know, D-Wade, and, D-Wade Bosch and, and Bron started horribly in Miami. I mean, we'll give them some time definitely to, like, get that chemistry going. Um, not to say that there aren't, you know, glaring holes. Like we said, that defense is the big key, but I don't want to jump on them too hard after you know, eight nine games together.
1: I just saying if they don't pick it up on the defensive end, then oh, they're okay. not going. They're not going to beat the Lakers. They're not going. They're oh, not. They're not
0: going to beat going the Celtics. Beat, they're not they're going to not beat going even to beat. if the Lakers
1: don't come out. They're not going to beat the Clippers. They're they're not going to be the Celtics coming out of the East. They're not being
0: the Celtics. They're not being Philadelphia. Philadelphia is hot with Joel when he, when B, he's playing, playing fucking MVP, MVP and basketball. And I don't want to say
1: they're not going to beat the Bucks because they've already beat the Bucks. But in a series, that's that's you know could be questionable with the way they're, they're they've been playing defense. Um, and the Heat, the Heat need to pick up pick it up too because they're slacking. Jimmy Butler, I know, is just coming back, but they haven't been playing well either, and I think they might be in the market to trade for another superstar, a la Bradley Beal, if he's available. That would be big. And breaking news, I know we yeah. talked about, you know, the Ball Brothers. La uh, LaMelo Ball, so we're recording this on Monday, just FYI. Um, LaMelo Ball will be making his official first start of his career tonight. Oh,
0: no. Nice.
1: Right, I think it's tonight. Yeah. Against the Heat on Monday, so yes, tonight. So he's replacing nice. Terry Rozier in the lineup. So hopefully he can remain in the starting lineup.
0: That's dope. First NBA start. He's been balling. It's the Rookie of the Year right there. Either him or James Wiseman at the
1: moment? And shout out Halliburton from uh, the Kings. He's been balling out too. And and uh, quickly from the Knicks. He's not in the MVP. I mean Boy. the Rookie of the Year running, but. I just want to shout him out because the Knicks have been playing really well in terms of entire season. The Knicks ha- are the number yeah. one defense in the league. Tom Thibodeau has got that defense. That team turned around. They look. They're, very, they're even though they might not be a playoff contender, I think they're in the playoffs at the moment. They're and Julie, they're not an easy win.
0: Julius. Dev, no Dev, and Julius Randle is looking like what they want Zion to be. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, a lot of people basically compared him to a more athletic uh, Julius Randle coming out. So, and then look, <laughs> now Julius randle has been balling up I mean, if the Wizards keep
0: uh, Julius Randle's the more athletic uh or is... <laughs> he's the more athletic I mean,
1: I'd like to see either the Knicks get uh Bradley Beal or the the Wizards to go out and get Julius Randle to help to help yeah. Bradley Beal Because Westbrook oh, kinda, consistent wise ain't ain't doing it. But if
0: That'd be crazy if, to what, me. Yeah, but if,
1: if Westbrook can keep up what he just did against the Nets this duo is going to be scary and I think they'll turn the season around even though you know Thomas Bryant I believe is out for a season I think they could turn it around with some additional pieces that they might have to pick up but it is what it is this season is very interesting it's been short thus far but a lot of stuff has happened and uh, I'm looking forward to it Lakers Nets February 18th so oh it's February 1st, so mm-hmm. when this comes out, it'll be February 2nd. Happy Black History Month, everybody. Um, and February 18th, there's going to be a slaughterhouse. Uh, I don't know if it's in Brooklyn or if it's in LA, <laughs> but it's going to be a slaughterhouse. And it, Lakers are taking it. It's not going to be a, a question. <laughs> but it's going to be interesting um, in terms of...
0: Dang, I ain't going to have nobody to guard, <laughs> In man. terms
1: of the Nets' uh, <laughs> Twitter and the Lakers' Twitter... I'm looking forward to seeing the Slaughterhouse on that platform. Um, I'm looking
0: forward to the Lakers putting up 200.
1: Well, they they, they <laughs> should, but we'll see. The, not the way they played the Celtics. But I'm looking forward to it. I hope you guys are looking forward to it. Make sure to comment what you guys think about any of the topics we covered or even anything else regarding uh, WNBA, NBA news. And uh, thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, so that wraps up everything that we have for you guys today. First and foremost, thank you. Secondly, make sure to you know give us a review or a comment, and like, follow, subscribe, and make sure to hit that download button. It helps us out, uh, so we'd appreciate that. And uh, check out our guys at the Expansion Pack Podcast. We shout out who is it, Manny, and shout Manny. out to Chris too, because you know he's a Celtics fan. Shout out <laughs> to him, uh,
0: but I do not heard it. If you're,
1: but if you're um, a gaming fan, it's a podcast for you. They they know their stuff. Go check them out. Show them some love. Continue show us love, and we'll show love back. Until next time, peace. peace. You're talking about balls deep. I'm talking about balls deep. We're talking about balls deep in love.
0: I'm talking about
1: balls deep. My boy's talking about Balls Deep. We're talking about Balls Deep in love.